I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. Map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> my name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in the great state of Colorado. And with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. Also a Colorado resident. And proud of it. How's it going? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Every, everything's fine. Christmas is going to be over soon. It's fine. <laughs> For some of us, we get really into Christmas, excited to see Mariah Carey and invite all the charm and history and passion into our homes. And then there's the rest of us who just, you know, just want it to be over. TJ will know this, but my family uh, throws a you know Christmas service every year. So Christmas is a uh -huh. working holiday for yep. us, uh, as is all about that. TJ, who routinely is serving till late in the evening on Christmas Eve. Yep. My wife handed off uh, cooking duties for Christmas Eve dinner Ooh. to my oldest. Smart. Who... Uh, knows how to make one thing. Okay. Which is spaghetti. But <laughs> hey, they make that one thing. So, Augie, Augie has the uh, the credit card and is uh, responsible for, for getting all of the ingredients home, ready, prepared. We're going to be home at seven. <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and they're super enthusiastic about cooking Christmas Eve dinner. Excellent. So. Excellent. Love that. One more thing that Kelly doesn't have to do on That's Christmas right. Eve. So TJ, if you would like to have Christmas Eve dinner with us, some fine sausage spaghetti. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It actually is delightful. Yeah. I look at Augie's leftovers routinely and go, <sighs> I don't really need to think about calories right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? What even is calories? I don't know. That's it's nothing to me. It's the amount of energy it takes to take one liter up one degree Celsius. I think I'm making that up, but nerd, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't mention the name of our uh, series that we're kind of in because I made it up right before I posted it. Right. But I like the idea of reconstruction. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yes. Mine, mine was just transformations. So there's something about our culture where we're talking a lot about deconstruction um, and seldom talking about, you know, once you tear apart the thing. What does it look like to rebuild? Mm -hmm. So often in my experience, especially with Angram, it's let me tell you about your worst self. And the tool hasn't been offered to say, hey, and this is how you reconstruct mm -hmm. in ways that are healthy, life-affirming, um, happiness-inducing. Uh, it seems to me that Enneagram actually at its best gets to those places, but they're quite difficult to find unless you're really, really good, unless you're a wizard at this material. Well, I also think it's uh, it's more valuable to more people as like the, the, the first level is the parlor trick, which 
is let me tell you what number you're thinking of mm-hmm. like like I'll, i can tell you what number you are i can tell you all about yourself but the hard work of actually like using that information and growing from it like it a lot of us want to grow and so we're seeking depthier conversations about the enneagram but a lot of people part of the trendiness of it is that it's not about change it's about putting a name on the thing that i already am and saying and waving that flag you know that's exactly right there's a distinction to be made from just mere typology Mm -hmm. to what's what's this about in terms of a tool for finding and embracing your healthiest self really using it as an exercise. And yeah, we talked about this a lot with uh, in our last episode about this, like this book, this Enneagram Transformations by Don Riso. Uh, it, it's a short book. It's very simple, but the depth offered in it, like the meditations available is is so much. It's, it's entirely about moving from here to there, yep. even if there is just one step further. Bang. As was done last time, Riso pitches two paragraphs just to set up each of the types. And so so we're going to jump into the fives. Riso calls them the thinkers. Um, These are the intellectual analytic types. He writes, remember that fives try to escape from their fear of being overwhelmed and powerless by focusing on specific areas of life which they feel they can master. They see themselves as intelligent and profound, although others may see them as too intense and strangely detached. As fives become convinced that they cannot cope with people or with practical life, they retreat into private mental worlds. They seek sanctuary in their mind while watching the outside world with growing anxiety. Eventually, their fears taint their thoughts so much that fives feel they must cut off their connections with the world to protect themselves from their terrors. With nothing to hold on to or believe in, they ultimately shrink away into a self-created prison or isolation and hopelessness. Again, Riso begins by picturing just the fives disintegrating, moving towards the most unhealthy stages. But this can be helpful in terms of just a wide shot of here's how things can go badly for this type. Right. So thoughts here? Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, fives being sort of the ivory tower types and like the observers and, and wanting to... to experience the world from the outside looking in and and this is a great way to sort of picture why that happens like the the outside world is filled with things that we're not ready for and so we need to to watch what's going on to figure out our place to jump in and and the farther and farther you step back in that position the harder it is to jump in when it's your turn feels to me like the hand dealt to a lot of fives is just you know, it's it's characterized by anxiety and some existential dread, and like you're mm-hmm. you're coming to the world with with that in your cards. Like those are some glasses that you're looking through, and like kind of owning that, naming it, saying, okay, since this is where I'm starting, what where do I go? Feels like this paragraph ends up being, yeah, this is how it goes badly, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> is there a better way? And I think that this is a good reminder for fives that they are excellent observers of everything else but they're not super great observers of themselves Mm. in a specifically in a in the kind of objective way that that they can look at everything else yeah i i'll stumble into this thinking that fives are uh 
feeling repressed, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're action repressed. Right. And I, I kind of have in my head that relationships will be difficult for fives or that getting in touch mm-hmm. with their emotions will be difficult. And that's, I don't know where that falls on the radar, but that's not where repression is. Yeah, I think it's it's more about like the sort of repression is more about like observing their feelings as opposed to feeling them. Like I, I just don't see fives as highly self-aware about a lot of the things that they're blind to, you know, yeah. like they, like they, they don't f- necessarily feel their emotions. They observe them. They have to step back from them to be able to understand and, and identify them. Like that, this, this idea of the self-created prison, like in the effort to isolate themselves, to, to be observers, to, to be able to to understand the world before they have to jump into it, it means that they're separating themselves from the world, and I don't think they see it that way. We've mentioned this in the last episode that so often our shadow side, the dark side, emerges out of our fears. That mm-hmm. fear here of you know being overwhelmed and powerless. How are you going to escape that? Well, I'm going to take a big step back. I'm going to look at things. I'm really going to be analytical. I'm going to understand all the details and then I'll feel safe and secure. That is right. it. But that that movement of of withdrawing hard for observation's sake mm-hmm. is the thing that has secondary effects. Right. Or even primary effects. I mean, the, this will characterize a lot of who you are. It'll it'll determine where you are. Yeah. Where you step back into. Yeah. So well and I, I like to say it another way even, I, I think that that fives may not necessarily say I am afraid of this thing more like this thing is something to be afraid of. Therefore I need to understand it first. Right. And like even that way of thinking is self-isolation because you're setting, you're cutting yourself off from being part of what's happening. Reso's solution. Here's the reconstruction. That's all deconstruction on one side. And it's like, what is tearing you apart? And what does it look like to build you back up? Reso says fives, can escape their trap by acknowledging and releasing their fears of being powerless and overwhelmed by the outside world. By disengaging from their overheated mental associations, fives discover that in the present moment, they can indeed be safe and at ease in the environment. They begin to focus on those things that support them rather than threaten them. As they leave their shell, fives realize not only that there is a place for them in the world, but they are capable of enjoying and mastering life. Thoughts? Yeah, the, this is, to me, this is like get to know the things that you're actually afraid of and recognize that the way that that is playing out is in fear and then try to release it mm-hmm. and, and try that like you have to engage life in order to be living. And and if you're constantly looking out for the things that are going to deprive you that are going to like that you're not going to be able to handle, then you're just not going to live life. And if you just don't think you're ready that 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 will always be a good enough excuse to step back and when you start to recognize that that is fear and calling that out and saying i am being afraid right now then you can try to start to release it uh well we're going to read some of these uh, proverbs down the, the five ones i thought were very well composed and and interesting the first one for me is a little ways in riso invites fives to say i now release my dark and destructive fantasies a lot of these become relational in nature which i was really excited Mm -hmm. to see um because again i see fives as 
for whatever reason, I have this impression that fives won't be relational, and they certainly are. But here, dark destructive fantasies struck me as I'm not just uh, anxious, but I'm anxious about what other people may do to me. How am I going to protect myself? Mm -hmm. Well, I have dark and destructive fantasies about what I might do to person X, Y, and Z, you know, to create some space. Um, it's a, it seems like a protective grasping for control is what I read there. Sure. I don't know if that's where it means to go, but that's how I read it. Sure. Well, I, I, I think that's a good, oper- a, a good thing to look at, but I also read that as like, you find a lump on your shin bone and, if you Google it, it's definitely cancer. It's dark fantasies about what might happen to you in these things. Yeah, you don't understand. like it's all of it's it's so much, and it's it's relational. It's um, it's the things that you don't know about. It's it's the possibilities of the future. Um, like that, it it seems like a lot of fives lean more into like almost like worst possible case or worst case scenario kind of thinking, but it's, it's about, to me, it's about it only being able to see the things that are worst, which is the thing that I am now going to prepare for. Right. Or sort of close myself off from. I like your interpretation bear. Mine's too retro, retributive, retributive. Um, (laughs) And that also speaks to the the sort of bent toward nihilism that often lives in fives. Yeah, I mean, it's the the releasing of negative thinking could probably get characterized a handful away, but that's what it is. Is we just need to be aware that our thinking can go down very dark avenues. You need to name yep. them. Need to clean that out. Yep. Need to release that. Need to think on things that are worthy. Yep. Agreed. Bang. Which first one? I'm going to go back one step to number three. Uh, I now release my fear of being violated or overwhelmed by others. Again, it's people here. That was the thing. Yeah. It's the fear. I always think about the fear, but the, it's the fear of people that kind of comes up in a lot of the characterizations for Riso. So what do you see? Mm-hmm. To me, this was like, I really like the word violated was really, really, I, I, I was drawn straight to that word when I was reading through these because there there's such a sense like so much of that protectiveness that exists in fives is about worrying that other people are going to violate them. And I, I like and that's any kind of abuse of the information or or emotions or any part of me that I share with the other that's that's taking advantage of my resources that's like all of the ways that fives think that others make them unsafe is some kind of violation. Yeah. And like there, there's a real concern there. This is part of why fives don't slash can't share themselves very easily with other people. It's because they're, they're, they don't want to be violated. Thing that I see there as you're talking is uh, twos, fives, and eights all have that external focus, you know, for the eights, that person's coming to impose their will on you for twos, those people are the ones who are the, you know, vessels of making you feel ashamed. Here, mm-hmm. you know, other people are the vessels of of some sort of terror, and yeah, they're taking your resources. Yeah, a high external focus for for that triad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and violation, the, the like theft can be 
as you were kind of saying, resources, theft can be a violation. It's, I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, it's proven that I, I kind of lack power in this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone who's had any kind of significant theft, like that's part of the feeling that goes along there is that I, I've been violated. I've been like my my person has been taken advantage of in some way. And right. It's really unpleasant. But part of the release here is that you fives fear that to such a high degree that that they preemptively protect themselves. Correct. And that actually goes to the next one that I was going to mention, which is number five. Uh, Riso writes, as a reflection, I now release isolating myself by rejecting others. Yeah. That is the move. It's an extreme yeah. move. We've We've talked about aversions and other um, podcasts and that there's hazards out there that, you know, that all the types move too far away from. And that's the pivot mm-hmm. for fives. These people yeah. will violate me. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go more extreme. I'm going to isolate myself. And that does not necessarily mean uh, living on in a cabin in the woods. I, I know a handful of fives that are deeply involved in the lives of other people, but really they are not engaged in their inner life. Right. Is it this person is cut off um, in the way that eight might? And eight will draw a hard boundary and say, you're on the outside now. I could see fives doing but eight's- in a different kind of way. Eights will make it known. Right. Sure. But yeah. I mean... Fives won't. Yeah. There it is. But it would be similar. Similar. And and not necessarily cut off, but but just like... it. It's more that, that the five has cut themselves off. It's not necessarily that you were cut off. It's that this is stuff that I'm not sharing. This inner part of me. I'm, I'm not sharing this with anyone else. Right. This is a more interior move. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put that. All right, what's your next one? My next one is the next one, number six. I now release believing that no one can be depended on. I've said it already a handful of times. Notice how all these are so relational. Mm-hmm. Yep. And 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 again, I don't know that a lot of fives recognize that this is how they feel, that others can't be depended on. They think that they don't that that it's a natural process that they don't need to depend on other people. I get the sense that fives are very observant to the fact that everybody else is an idiot. And so clearly if yeah, you're an sure. idiot, yeah. you're not reliable. Yeah, of and course. Yeah. That, you know, those standards of judgment as it were come into play in terms of whether or not you're going to help keep me from being overwhelmed and violated. That was was said earlier. Right. Right. Well, and and sure, uh, there it absolutely is true that some people are just plain unreliable. But some people aren't aren't entirely unreliable. Nobody's perfect. You're never going to find perfect. But there are people in your life who can be counted on most of the time. Right. You know? When fives do make that move, there, there seems to be a, a, a high degree of honor that comes from the five. If, you, if the five actually respects you, that's... That's earned. Yep. That's a big deal. Yeah. They start from a place of skepticism. Yeah. Being more open-handed here. This is, again, for kind of twos, fives, and eights. Like, being more open-handed for 
terms of who you allow in mm-hmm. um, can be a healthier posture. But that's just it. Yeah. Twos, twos, fives, and eights all expect rejection in relationships. Right. And there you go. Uh, my last release is uh, number eight. I, I, I thought this was really interesting and just wanted to talk about it. I now release being cynical and contemptuous of the normalcy of others. I just love the insertion of normalcy there. <laughs> uh, there there's a four-ish element here. But I can absolutely uh-huh. see fives having that. I've judged how uh, average and mundane this person is, and and banal, and you're not interesting. Like I, I think a perfect example is like the 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 Target redoing all of the classic band T-shirts. Okay, and so you see someone who's young wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of Led Zeppelin who like owns albums and has done work to study them and like knows what some of their like knows the words to the songs and you can actually name a lot of you see this kid wearing this Led Zeppelin t-shirt and you're like, cool, just another bandwagon fan who bought their shirt at at Target. Like there's this immediate assumption that because other people are not as knowledgeable or as dedicated as me that that they're awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Contempt. What's yeah. your next one? My next one is number 11. Uh, I now release being secretive and hiding from people. Other people, other people, other people. To me, like the fact that this is number 11 <laughs> when we've already talked about this specific thing like nine times so far is it represents this endless cycle. When you are secretive and hide from other people, you back away from them and you feel farther away from them, which makes you more secretive and, and like more retreating. And like the, the less engaged you are, the easier it is to be not engaged. Yep. Becomes a habit. Yep. There's a path of least resistance here on that front in terms of expenditures yeah. of energy. Um, mm-hmm. If I hide, it's I'm way less costly. In terms of my energy and the rest. Right, right. Mm. I have one more release before we move to affirm affirmations. Number 15, I release feeling that I always need to know more before I do anything. I had that one marked as well. That one ends up being the setup for moving to your security number. You know, mm-hmm. if you're able to make that one move... That, that's the door that opens into really engaging your body and getting into some different kind of, you know, eight space. Yeah. Yeah. Move into the, to the space, the action space, the space where you're actually doing something with the knowledge that you have. Because let's be honest, there's always more to learn. Right. You'll never be an expert on anything that you want, especially if what you're trying to be on an expert on requires hands-on experience. We had our uh, our Zoom meeting last night with folks who are listeners who want to talk shop with us. We, we were talking about repressed centers and how you elevate those. And when we got to the fives, there was a lot of discussion about musicians being fives mm-hmm. who will engage their bodies. Um, yeah. Fives who are musicians commonly actually do insert places where they're, they're more active. But part of that's because they've had 
you know, countless hours of rehearsal time alone such that they can get to a spot where they, they, you know, can then perform and like finding, finding those avenues for, you know, you're studying all the things so that you can, you can execute it out there. Some fives don't have that opportunity, I suppose. Right. Like if you're if right. you're a if you're a musician, the gig is coming, as it were, <laughs> you know. And then right. you get used to it. You get, oh, I am really good, and I can stand on stage, and I can do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you can. It. I think thinking about musicians is a really great example to think of. Like the, you don't have to be a hundred percent at all of it. Look at Bob Dylan. Sure. Like the thing that Bob Dylan is really, really good at is writing songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also sings and performs them. He does not sing or perform them at a high level. Sure. That's fair, right? And 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 it doesn't matter because he's so good at the one thing that he's actually doing that the other stuff just sent, it supports the more important goal. I see this as an invitation to risk. Um, you probably, if, if, you know, knowing enough to at least start engaging, but not, retreating into that space where what you're just in a cycle of I really need to rethink mm-hmm. this I really need to rethink this I need yep. to make sure that I have all the this all knuckled down yep right there's always more to learn gotta give that up you have to expend some energy as part of just living well and right. acting on your acting on your thoughts uh right. first affirmation again kind of the reconstruction what you like Tear all that down and then rebuild. First affirmation for me was I now affirm the strength and wonder of my body. I don't think that's intuitively obvious for fives or something that they, the the cynical side can come in here in terms of just mm-hmm. everything out there is, is as was kind of said before, like you can be negative about the normalcy of stuff. Yeah. But there's something about saying, you know, like just affirming your physicality your body, the things that it does, and as a method of, of really getting secure and acting on the power that you have. Mm-hmm. I also think this speaks to fives. A lot of fives are not really sort of like aware of their appearance. Right. Uh, Bob Dylan's a great example. Right. Uh, Albert Einstein. Like the, I, I know so many fives who are just like the weirdest looking people, but they're really good at their one thing. And and like they just they they don't have awareness or appreciation for what the outward appearance is, and that sometimes means hygiene. Mm-hmm. That sometimes means eating at appropriate times. That sometimes means ways of taking care of the physical body that you live in. Like we are not just a spirit or a mind; we are also a body. Mm-hmm. And and recognizing that your body is yours and it's also something to be taken care of and to be met with 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 awe like the the wonder of the fact that you live in your body is also something to be amazed about and to to be interested in and to learn more about how your own body works and how it looks and how like how you exist in the physical world. Yep. Because if you're always just trying to observe, then you wish that you were like a an disembodied puff of air just being able to watch things happening around you. And you're not. You're a body. I'm spending a lot of time trying to convince both my kids that there is a joy to experience in in your body 
in, uh, elevating the health and standing and of your body. Um, I'm trying to get yeah. them both to 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 exercise more to not not just exercise but to engage activities where they sweat mm-hmm. and experience the the delight that comes from that because as was said yeah. we have a relationship with our body mm-hmm. that ought not to be neglected so much of our attitude our disposition our fears our anxieties our our angers uh, emerge because you know our body hasn't process the world out there very well right it's an obvious thing but we are we are evolved from a hunter-gatherer you know uh existence to for my kids embodied (laughs) people who sit in front of a screen all day they're burning three thousand less calories a day than their ancestors (laughs) and this this will not work out well if 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 they don't engage everybody anyway there's that word calories again it's an important thing. <laughs> well, and like, like I think a lot about that. Like, almost everyone I know who's like, we're probably living in a simulation. Uh, like, like that. Like, all of our experiences is actually just a simulation. Is we're we're inside a simulation, and like is that, that, that desire theory, or a, a legitimate belief well, <laughs> depends. Uh, <laughs> like, if we're just a simulation, then obviously our bodies don't matter. But yeah it doesn't matter if we are or not because this is the only experience we have. No, there is a, I mean, I consistently feel this way as a philosopher. The, those who are, who are truly what gung ho idealists, that's the Mm -hmm. philosophical view do kind of have a, 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 you know, a despising of their physical self. Sure. It just, it kind of goes with the territory. So when I hear, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't want to name names. Like the there there is that there are admirable ways of being an idealist. The Buddha is an idealist, but there there are a lot of very self hating ways and hatred of humanity ways of being an idealist. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it's all a simulation means. Is I can yeah. do whatever I want to you because you don't really exist. Right. And then that's a road towards some horrific stuff. See the matrix in yeah. terms of what you can do um, to other human beings yeah. if they don't exist. <laughs> Another nihilism kind of thinking. Yeah. And it's also self-defeating. If if you want to observe the world happening around you and none of it matters, then why observe it? Sure, yeah, if it's if it's all in your head anyway. Yep. Was that last one yours or was that last one me? For my first affirmation. Do it. Uh I I actually only chose one the i now affirm that i accept uncertainty and ambiguity yeah. talk about because that is in my opinion that is the only thing that will make sense of the inevitable uncertainty of the world is to just accept it and an, uh, you facing uncertainty is a fact like that that is something that death taxes and uncertainty those are things that none of us can get away from and the the desire to understand all things to never live in a space where you don't know things like that's that's part of why the internet is so broken not all shin bumps are cancer like embrace a little embracing uncertainty and learning to accept it. Like, yeah, I actually don't know the answer to that. And that's okay. Like that. I feel like that's a, 
a happier, healthier, more comfortable place to not have to know all of it. Yeah. What I hear there is the world's coming at you for fives. They're processing it through the head center. And so I accept uncertainty is about the future. Mm -hmm. But accepting that it's uncertain kind of it robs the future of its uh, power to make you afraid. Yeah. And secondarily, if if you're embracing ambiguity, you're saying some things won't make sense and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. Yep. All of a sudden yep. that, that that cleans out some of the places where you need to be in control, you need to understand, um, you need to be anxious. It, it kind of frees you right. in this affirmation. And, and and I'd go even further. We like we've had a whole discussion about meaning. And I think that like part of accepting uncertainty and and ambiguity is like we don't know what the meaning is, and we may not for a long time. We may not until after we're dead. We may not ever know the meaning. And that itself might be the meaning. And we just don't know. And that's okay. Because there's life to be lived. There's ice cream to be eaten. There's all kinds of things in the world to experience. And if we're only thinking about what happens at the end, or what it all means, then we don't ever experience it. This goes back to our last conversation, but there's there's a difference. There's there's three camps, I suppose. There's this is absolutely positively the meaning of life camp. Mm-hmm. There's the camp that says there's absolutely positively no meaning in life. Right. And then there is the open-handed mm-hmm. posture that's being elevated here. Yeah. Camp one is clearly the best. That's where I land. But I'm totally down with this last camp. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, however, wants to hold everything loosely. Yep, it's true. So what if it's all a simulation? <laughs> can't live, can't, man. Can't hold, gotta hold that loosely. It's fine. My next one was 22. I now affirm that I have faith in the future and in human beings. Again, that's pushing against two things. Anxiety, which is has that future element. And again, that disconnection that can emerge for fives between themselves and others. But saying I have trust, we'll see this with sixes, I imagine, in a minute. I have trust, I have faith in the future. And it can be a healthy place to go in, mm-hmm. in other human beings. That can be a healthy place to go. One of the best, I know I bring up Warren Buffett every time I talk about fives, but he did a, like a one-hour lecture on the history of America and its trajectory that was, like, it was just mm-hmm. very grounded in terms of the systems and in terms of the how... The constitution of the people over time, their chemistry, and how our systems work together, and just why he, in fact, had faith, as it were, in the future. Very famously, you know, at the bottom of the recession in 2008, he wrote a Wall Street Journal article saying something like, this is why I am really believe in America or bullish about America. This is why I'm buying more stocks right now. And it was, sure. it's just, again... Oh, everything's looking great here, here, and here. Anyway, A5 embodying this re- really brings a lot of health to others. Yeah. Um, people trust you in your assessments. Yep. And so if you say, you know, I have faith in the future and other human beings, it's a huge investment in yourself and others. Yeah, and I, I sort of shied away from that one mainly because I feel like I know a lot of fives who will scoff at it. Right, the cynicism comes uh, back. And, and... Part of that is because a lot of the attention goes toward the negative. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm. And and when you're observing the whole picture, like when you actually zoom out and observe the whole picture, it's a little bit less bleak Mm. than you're giving it credit for. Yeah. 
for fours and fives both like the the bent towards the you know the the glass half empty side mm-hmm. can be a temptation there yep you got a last one nope bang I already did my last one. Did your last one. All right. Let's talk about sixes. Great. Riso writes, the loyalist. This is type six. The loyalist. The committed traditionalistic type. I don't know that I've ever read the word traditionalistic. That's the first for me. (laughs) Might be the first for me, too. Remember that sixes try to escape from their fear of being abandoned by allying themselves with others. They see themselves as trustworthy and reliable, although others may see them as defensive and insecure. They want to feel that they belong somewhere, so they look to others to provide security and show them what to do. The problem is that sixes are also anxious about depending on others. They are thus caught between needing the security of an authority and wanting to prove their independence. Sixes may try to solve their anxiety with outbursts of misdirected aggression against those around them. When their outbursts drive away supporters and protectors, sixes become all the more anxious and depressed. Thoughts there? Yeah, I like I, I, I like how much this is focused on the surroundings of the six. The the people, the the communities, the the systems, like whatever it is that they have sort of inserted themselves to align themselves with. Right. Sixes need support and they're the first ones to question that support. And and like there's there's so much about sixes not trusting themselves and not trusting others. And like th- this paints a really to me a very clear picture of that tension that sixes carry with them all the time is that they need support, but they don't trust the support that they have. So they're constantly questioning it. And that can sometimes push that support away, which causes them to question it more and blah, blah, blah. The thing that hit me here was that I often associate the push-pull way of being in the world with fours. Yeah. But reading this, I'm like, oh, it's also there with sixes and probably with Mm -hmm. eights. And yeah. that that push pull, are you trustworthy? Um, are you on my team? Are you know I'm I'm going to test you is is there for, for the sixes yeah. as well. Yeah, that emotional response. Yep. Sixes can escape their trap by acknowledging and releasing their feelings of dependency. By learning to center themselves and trust their own capacities, they find a stable place within themselves. They learn that they can believe in themselves and that they do not need to depend on others to save them. They stop relinquishing their authority to others and take constructive actions for their own welfare. When sixes dare to pursue their own values and beliefs, they begin to discover the real courage and security they have always sought. Again, reconstruction. And the first and foremost issue for sixes is to learn to trust yourself. Right. And that's also issues two, three, four, five, six, and seven. I imagine we'll see that a lot in the upcoming pages here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and even more than that, it's not just learning to trust yourself. It's learning that you are trustworthy, that you can be trusted. Right. Because when sixes start to figure out that they can, that when sixes start to force themselves to rely on themselves, they learn that they are reliable. Right. It's where the... The title for sixes here, the loyalist, may get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, agreed. And so, like, it, yeah. it might be good to skip that. Like, if if, and in fact, this may be true of a lot of the types that the title that we're given is exactly what you need to like, like kind of 
your healthiest self is going to somehow pivot away from that. Right. Not that being loyal is bad, but I suppose the loyalty to one's self first is going to be the the message. And yeah, I I think if you're like if you're aiming to eke out loyalty, then that's like you won't you won't get there because for sixes the thing that they need to do is learn to trust themselves. Right. And then the the loyalty becomes stronger. Mm. When you trust yourself, you're able to be more loyal. Yeah, because you're not con- that you're not playing devil's advocate all the time. Yes, you're not you constantly questioning yeah. questioning the the system, the other people. The push pull isn't about you; it's about me. Yeah, is what's going on there. Yeah, uh, love is first one on his releasing, and it gets it kind of cuts to here's going to be the problem to overcome. I now release my fear of being abandoned and alone. Why would being abandoned and alone be all that bad? Some people like seek solitude. And the reason being is because you don't trust yourself when you're alone. Yep. Yep. There's no one around to to help me through the things that I think I can't do myself. Abandoned is a solid word here because it's relational in nature. It's not that just that you find yourself alone. It's that somebody left you. Yes. Yeah, and that that I think is the key. It's not that sixes fear being alone. It's it's that it's the fear of their support falling out from underneath yep. them, haven't earned their affection in some ways, right? As well, yeah. Bang, what you got? Mine is the second. Uh, I now release my self defeating, self punishing tendencies. Just naming it as self defeating is feels harsh mm-hmm. but if like if you tell somebody the the behavior in you're engaging in is sabotaging yourself yeah that that's yeah. a hard message and it's a necessary message and then and then punishing yourself for the sabotage and which causes more sabotage because now you're focusing on that thing that you didn't do and you miss on the thing that you should be doing. And now you're punishing yourself for missing yeah. for sabotaging because of the self punishment, because of the self sabotage. Yeah. And like, like now you're in the washer right there. You're just spinning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there needs to be a place where you hold mistakes and errors and like just plain, like things were out of your control and you, you had no actual, like, like this wasn't your fault. You need to release those places because it it doesn't mean you're a bad person. And punishing yourself for things that were out of your control or a mistake that you made is just going to keep you down that rabbit hole. I love number five. Uh, I now release overreacting and exaggerating my problems. I don't think I have close enough relationships with sixes to see this, but when, when it's said, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh... I could totally see that being a misstep from some sixes of really yeah. elevating. Again, it's the emotional, the emotional reaction response for sixes and eights are going to, especially in problem solving, like I need you to feel the anxiety I have mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. But in order to elicit that from others, it can be exaggerated. It can be an overreaction. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's not healthy for you or them. And I, I want to put a different kind of filter on this because I think this is sort of the seat of what we talk about as chaining. Uh-huh. Uh, this actually happened uh, very recently. I was talking with my sixth spouse about one thing and then the the conversation like within 
a sentence, we had already covered four other problems besides that one thing, because this one thing leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. To the next. When you have a problem with your, the way that your boss handled this one particular situation, then it's also about the fact that your boss doesn't park in the place they're supposed to. And it's also ab about the fact that your boss doesn't respect this thing. And it's also about the fact that your boss, like, wears the wrong color belt with the wrong with their shoes. Like, like all of the things are connected because all of it is suspicious. That person is clearly unreliable and might burn down the, the school. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, naturally. <laughs> when When really... The one thing that we're talking about right now, the one problem that you have right now is this one thing that happened. Right. And all of the other stuff is not to be worried about today. The overreaction is the yeah. blowing things out of proportion in the Cheney yeah. way. Yeah. Love that. Yep. And the exaggeration is this person is, this is a bad person because they wear, the among other things, they wear the wrong color belt with their shoes. Right. <laughs> and 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 that I, I'm saying that in a ridiculous kind of way. But the way that sixes chain it dramatically over. Okay, dramatically is the wrong word. It significantly over exaggerates how to get from here to there in problem solving. You never know what's going to set off an art teacher. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> those shoes don't go with those pants. That's it. You got <laughs> you got a next one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my next one is number eight. Uh, I now release feeling inferior and incapable of functioning on my own. On my own, on my own. On my own. <laughs> and and I can't even do it. So, like, I can't do it. Therefore, I need other people. But other people are untrustworthy. Therefore, I have to do it myself. But I can't do it. Etc. Etc. Um, I also think this is a, a good place to bring up. We we discuss often the idea of journaling for sixes, and one of the reasons that journaling is so good for sixes is because you need to remind yourself of wins. You need to remind yourself of things that you do well, yeah. because the past cannot be considered in thinking about what's happening now or the future, because the past is always different. And even though I did the exact same thing yesterday, I might not be able to do it today. Mm. And sixes need regular reminders. Remind yourself regularly that you can do lots of things. Yep. Because this sense of, of feeling incapable of basic functioning, like of, of solving any problems, like it's m almost entirely in your head. It's good. Big old piece of paper on the wall and just start writing down when when the win happens it'll yeah. fill up quick we do sticky notes yeah sticky note wins yeah again i want to just point out the relational dynamic here of mm -hmm. i don't think it's a bad thing to say i don't want to be by myself um or be abandoned as was said earlier but but note that i think it's just worth noting that the the origin of the fear is coming out of that very relational place yeah um, we'll see this with some of the other affirmations, but the the pragmatists three six nines that finding your identity in merging, finding your identity mm -hmm. in in the connection is just it's a primary in terms of how the relational life works, and 
Right. I, I don't know how to say it. The unfortunate side effect is that if you put all your chips there, you can't be balanced. Right. And so an Enneagram is all about balance and healthy living is all about balance. Right. And so what does it look like for you to be balanced both in relationship and in yourself? Yep. Jumping ahead. I liked 15. Uh, I now release my fear of taking responsibility for my mistakes. I would never think this. Hmm. And so I was real curious on this front. There is a fear here. And obviously sixes alongside twos and ones are earners. And so if you have made a mistake, somehow the way that you, you know, you are in the world with others that gets upset. Um, I think it's because when I make a mistake, I, I just immediately rise up. Here's why I did this was why it was awful. Really apologize. Mm. That's how I am in the world. And I just hadn't sure. thought about this with sixes. So, but I suppose I could draw the lines, but I bet you can easier. So what, what do you see here? Well, the, actually, this is one of the, the few the items that I disagreed with. Ah. Well, there you go. And and the only way that I can get there is to completely reinterpret what he's saying. Uh, because it, to me, in my experience and understanding of how sixes work, like sixes are more likely to own up to things that they think are mistakes before you've even acknowledged that there was a mistake made. Yeah. And and the the only way that I can perceive this being accurate uh, is that like there's always a fear that I've done something wrong. Yeah. And so the thing that needs to be released here is the fear, not necessarily taking responsibility for my actions, because I, it seems to me like sixes do that right. to a fault. Living in the space where you f- you fear having made mistakes is mm-hmm. really what needs to be yeah. abandoned. That's a better way to go. Yeah. All right, we're going to rewrite this yeah. book. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be wrong. I think that- I'm fine with acknowledging that I might be wrong about a lot of these things. That's That's okay, but... This is what I've seen in sixes. No, I think uh, sixes and and ones and twos all are going to be in that space where just very cognizant of whether or not they misstepped. Yeah, and yeah. and there's anxiety in. Did I did I say that right? Did I have that conversation correctly? Did did I do my job well, et cetera? Right, right. Bang. What's your next one? Uh, my next one uh, goes back a couple to number thirteen. I now release being evasive and defensive with those who need me. I'd love to hear your take on this. That I, mm-hmm. I had a hard time getting my head around that one. So what's your take? Sure. The, so there's a sense of with contained within that that self-doubt and the self-depreciation, like the that certainty that I am not capable of taking care of myself, let alone someone else can sometimes come out like when someone else needs something from me now it's like why can't you just do it yourself like it 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 turns on itself in this way that that is contained it 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 is born out of that self doubt but it often is is a can come out as a really fr- frustrated and like like why can't you do it yourself kind of reaction right and and i see this this play out with a lot of sixes and uh there's there's that this sort of need to be in a place where i'm contributing sort of sort of like a need to be needed but a rejection of someone actually needing them so it's like i 
I am safe in this place where I have a job to do. But if someone's going to come to me and, and need something from me, I don't have the resources to be able to give that to them. And that, that comes out in tainted by the feeling that I'm the, the guilt and shame of, of not being good enough to, to help these people or to, to do this thing that someone else needs. And also like, there's so much wrapped in a lot of this that like when people need sixes, it can often feel like a burden to them. It's again, kind of the push pull yeah. element coming out here is what I hear. Yep. Um, the it, we've said it about about fours that fours kind of push love away when it when it draws near and that's also mm-hmm. I mean, similar here in terms of the I want to be helpful I want to secure my position by serving but when in that mm-hmm. position pushing it back yeah and and again born in that place of I'm not good enough to be needed oh there you go yeah I see what you said boom any more uh, releases for you. We can move to affirmations. I'll start with the just the the first one, which is seventeen. It just seems primary. It's I now affirm that I'm independent and capable. Mm-hmm. Opposite side of the coin of a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure that one needs to. Well, how do you think about this? Do you need to affirm that you're independent, or is it the case that you know you, I affirm that I can be independent? I affirm that I do have what it takes on my own. If it were the case that. I found myself on my own. Yeah, that that that's how I sort of read yeah. this. It's like that you you have to assume assume that it's a can be independent. I can be just because the word is one that we've been using a lot. We've been using independent for threes, sevens, and eights. Mm-hmm. And so if this was applied to sixes, it would be a high side stress move. Yeah. If you're saying I am in, I am I'm comfortable being independent. That means I'm using some of the tools that might be there for me at three. Right. To, to know what I want and to, to go for it. Even, I suppose, the affirmation, I'm capable. Threes generally don't have mm-hmm. a problem telling themselves that. Right. right. Uh, mainly because that's, like, like if threes do have a problem saying I'm capable, it's because capable is the bottom rung <laughs> of which I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just have to be mildly competent. Done. Wait, wait, yep. are, are yep. we talking still? Yeah, Let's get this great. job done. Yeah. I'm way more than that. <laughs> and six is, you know, grabbing onto some of that as a good affirmation. Go. All right. What's your next one? <laughs> uh, my first affirmation is number 20. I now affirm that I meet difficulties with calmness and confidence. Again, remind yourself of wins and you'll see this all over your life. Mm. The hardest things that you have ever actually had to do, you probably did just fine and you don't remember it. Yeah. This feels, for me, it feels like it's kind of an instruction for somebody who has future anxiety that, but their energy is external. It's in the present and that's how sixes are in the world to say, you know what? This is how it's done. I need to remind myself this is how it's done. Mm-hmm. Is is yep. that it's that sort of statement. And and I have spent my whole life in a state of preparing for crises and when crises happen, I I switch into autopilot because I I I'm so good at handling these things. Mm-hmm. This also might be a reach for some nine skills. Mm-hmm. On the Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just get through it. 
similarly, and I I think this is a, maybe a lot of these are speaking to the sixes um, mental life of saying, look, here are th- here are principles to embrace to get you through all the things. But my next one is mm-hmm. the next one, which is twenty one. I now affirm that I am secure and able to make the best of whatever comes my way. Whatever comes my way is correctly saying, look, the world out there can be all over the place, very chaotic. Mm -hmm. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to make the best of it. Don't need to be perfect. Don't need to, you know, I'm, I'm, I have the abilities to play the hands dealt. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's what I got from that one as well. Like sixes have a really hard time when the plan changes Mm -hmm. Because they they are overly prepared for the plan as they understand it, and they are not good at whatever comes my way. My my partner and I, I grew up playing a game with my mom called "Let's See Where This Road Goes," and it's part of the reason that I'm so good at directions is because we literally would just drive around and see where this road goes, and and try to figure out our way home <laughs> from wherever that took That's us. Cute. And like it's it it was so much fun and like yeah we accidentally ended up in Cripple Creek from Colorado Springs once uh, like it, it it's a thing it, it's it's a game that has consequences but like my my partner hates that game because she wants to know what the plan is she wants to know where we're going and how to get there and and to be familiar with that route and. And when the plan changes, it's really difficult to adjust. Sure. Yeah. Because I don't trust myself, because the world out there is scary. Because what if what if what if there are bears? Like it not being able to adjust to things changing is part of the reality of sixes and and learning to accept this like this is such a great affirmation that you are able to just make the best of whatever happens. Like, yeah, it might not be as good as your plan was, but it is what you have. Yep. What I hear is actually the first part of this affirmation, which I may have skipped over, but it's, I am secure. Mm-hmm. There is something, I have a, a vision uh, in my head over and over again about just my the places where I struggle most. It's I'm often reacting to the world out there not getting grounded not getting centered first um and so all my energy is exterior and not yeah and and not taking the time just to shore up myself so i have this image in my head of like a weightlifter that's seeking to lift some heavy load over his head or her head and just making sure that their feet are planted correctly that their hands are in the right spot this is primary mm mm-hmm. mhm like if you rush yeah. that, then you won't be able to do it. You know, um, right. yeah. I've heard a, a, a handful of uh, like sports coaches, sports ball coaches, uh, talk about apl- uh, putting on a sock being a, a necessary, important element to great performance. Because if mm-hmm. your feet don't feel comfortable, then everything else is going to be awkward. Yeah. Same story here. Just look. You got to get centered first. Mm-hmm. Focus on your breathing focus on your body being positioned correctly and then you can gauge life yeah and make the best of what whatever comes yeah 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 the um that 
let's see where this road goes thing. Like my my wife certainly would not have been able to handle that <laughs> game thirty years ago. <laughs> she doesn't fun. like it now, but thirty years ago it would have been a disaster. Because now I can instantly like my reminder every single time is that we both have the internet on our phones. Sure. Which means we're constantly accessible on a map. Right. They will tell us where we are and how to get where we need to go. <laughs> like we can't be lost with phones in our pockets. Yeah. So. Something to trust in. Yeah. Just remember that. You're not lost and you're never lost anymore. It's not how it works. You got any more? Uh, I really like the last, the last one. one's Number 25. The one that I have also written down. So let's talk about it. Perfect. Yeah. I now affirm that I find true authority within me Risa lands in like firm security space and this strikes me again that move natural move to nine space and the inward focus is all over Mm -hmm. this and Mm -hmm. like that security that sixes are kind of longing for isn't going to be an external thing it's going to need to be an internal thing in right. those nine tools, that's what I see there. Is that like the it it's it's directional at some level. Yeah. Um, find it within yourself. You have that ability if you if you move into nine space. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was immediately thinking of, like the note that I wrote down is he lives in you. <laughs> uh, there's <laughs> Elton John wrote. Uh, s- s- Elton John and Tim Rice wrote all the the songs for uh, The Lion King, mm-hmm. right? And like part of the whole thing about The Lion King and and Simba running away is that like he is looking for his father, like like his father is gone and and now he does not have this authority that he trusted and and like guided his whole childhood. And when he goes back, like they think it's Mufasa at first because. Mufasa is inside of him. Mm. Like, remember who you are is about remembering, like, the things about about you. Like, the thing that you're looking for is inside of you. You're looking for something that's trustworthy and something to tell you what to do. That thing is inside of you, and you have to learn to hear it and trust it. Yeah. Yeah. True authority, it's also just the nine side here. It's not that nines really exude authority, but that's... That's an image of agency and will and physicality. Mm-hmm. That's about power. Yeah. It's, it's about control. Yeah. And that's a body type focus. And so saying, you know, anyway, finding that yep. in an internal fashion just screams nine to me. Yeah. Bang. Sevens. Lots to, say, to talk about here uh, with uh, Risa's description of sevens. He calls sevens the generalists, the hyperactive, uninhibited type. Remember that sevens try to escape from their fear of being deprived by immersing themselves in constant activity. They see themselves as practical and fun-loving, although others may see them as superficial and infantile. Sevens fear that if they run out of stimulation of things to have and do, something terrible will happen, so they stay busy and on the go. They spread themselves too thin, however, using up their resources while constantly distracting themselves with even more experiences. Eventually, the strain causes their health and emotional stability to collapse, and sevens are often left exhausted and in panic. 
this, as is the case with these crashes, it, it, it all of a sudden just snuck up on you and then it, it was catastrophic here at the end. Right, right. When you redline an engine, eventually the engine, like it doesn't slow down. It doesn't stop working as well. It it explodes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I do like the 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 both handedness here of the description of they see themselves as practical and fun loving, but others see, may see them as superficial and infantile. The mm-hmm. like. It's those are two different interpretations of the same kind of way of being in the world, <laughs> and it right, made me right. smile. But the image of spreading oneself too thin, I think, is one that really Riso sees, and you're going to see this in a lot of the reflections. Yeah, agree. Sevens can escape their trap by acknowledging and releasing their attachment to being stimulated all the time. When they slow down, they discover that many of their activities do not actually satisfy them. And as they let go of their feeling that they must be constantly having new experiences, they learn to stay with each experience long enough to assimilate it. That's an interesting way of put that. Sevens finally realize that no experience or thing in the external world can ultimately keep them satisfied or free from anxiety. But if they search within themselves, they will find a stillness and serenity, which is a dependable source of undiminished joy yeah i i like the sort of like portrait that like sevens are looking for something to satisfy them but they don't stick with something long enough for to experience satisfaction mm-hmm. uh and like or over consume and and miss the line that is satisfaction to me like all this whole paragraph can be summarized with th- the two words slow yeah. down that's what I see also. There is a, there's a paradox here of uh, like the, the seven that is constantly seeking to be satisfied, not pausing long enough to enjoy the satisfaction that they already mm-hmm. attained and him pointing that out. Right. Like, you right. already got what you want. Just, mm-hmm. just breathe for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or, and or you were looking for satisfaction that you can't get from always experiencing something new Mm -hmm. but you can get if you learn how to enjoy the things that you're experiencing the first release i thought is just it's again starting at like the the least healthy level but i thought this was cutting on some as well I now release all reckless and destructive impulses. There is a chasing after pleasure for some that that merges into something else where it's like the pleasures mm-hmm. I'm seeking actually are I know are doing damage to myself and I'm enjoying that damage or I'm even I'm chasing that damage. Mm-hmm. And because I'm living that, that can be um yeah that I'm going to drink so much that mm-hmm. I hurt ends up being yeah. it's a place that we can get to and I just saying yeah. look that's that, that is destructive it is reckless at, and and you can do that with the how you spend money with what you consume with the speed that mm-hmm. you're going all of these you know it's is something that I imagine sevens are susceptible to yeah yeah and I I want to sort of like paint the other side of this 
Uh, but it, it ties so closely in with my first release, which is number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I released Running Away from the Consequences of My Actions. Yep. And I think like recklessness, this this kind of re- reckless and destructive impulses that sevens have is not necessarily like self-aware recklessness. Like it's not, it, it's not necessarily the thing that we just affirmed, but it is sometimes not having any consideration for the consequences. Yep. So it's like it it's it might be someone going to an all you can eat buffet and saying I'm going to I will not leave until I hurt. It might also be someone going to a regular restaurant and just keep wanting more until like because you don't care about how badly it's going to affect mm-hmm. you. The reason that Taco Bell still exists is because the people let's be clear those of us who love it are more drawn to the satisfaction we experience when we eat it than we are concerned about the consequences of having eaten it <laughs> like this is a real thing and this is the place where sevens live is <laughs> is less concerned for how this will go badly than for how it will be experienced while it's happening. The image I have there isn't Taco Bell. It's it's four dollars and ninety nine cent all you can eat Chinese buffet that's near my house. Yeah. Where I'm. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four ninety nine all you can eat crab legs. No, don't eat that. And at the same time. I want to go to there. I'm not going to be. I I remember going the last time we went to that particular restaurant. uh, My friend stepped out of the car right into a big pile of vomit (laughs) that he didn't see. Yep. And and then we decided to go somewhere else. Um, (laughs) The thing. So I also had five not uh, written down, but the image I had here is of Homer Simpson. I think he had to stick a dynamite that he lit on accident, and he threw it down the drain of his sink to try and get rid of it sure and, yeah like and you of do. course it yeah. blew up the you know the plumbing and all of a sudden like sewage yeah. began you know backing mm-hmm. up into the sink and he's in a yes. rental house this was important he looked at it and then just started walking off whistling as though nothing had happened yep. and there's yep. something there's i have a handful of stories of that sevenness that comes out in interactions where oh you're you're totally leaving this thing you just broke. That yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing it's... that happens. And then like I also think that like we talk a lot about reframing and uh being charming for sevens, like this this way of disarming the the situation by being overly charming. Yeah. Like telling funny stories, like changing the subject, all of this stuff. All of that can also be used by the clever seven to avoid consequences for their behavior, for their decisions. You know what it is using Joey's language? It's This is how they maintain independence. Yeah. If I can get you to laugh while I'm also doing something that you told me not to do, then I don't get in trouble. And sevens are really good at that. And like it's good to acknowledge that what you're doing is avoiding the consequences of your decisions. Yeah. I can go with number eight... Uh, I now release sacrificing my health and happiness for instant gratification. 
this isn't just again about consumables. When I when I nope. hear this, what I think is finance. Mm, sure. There is a way to be healthy with your financial life that leads to obvious happiness, but it often requires um, a posture of mm-hmm. long suffering, of uh, as it yep. were, of 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 patience. Yeah. And like those who make instant gratification investments generally will, you know, it's it might as well be gambling, you know. It, it generally yeah. is gambling. I mean, it basically is. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think that like health and happiness are long-term goals. Yeah. Like they, they, this isn't something that, and, and, and herein lies the big difference between what we, what we're talking about when we talk, like as normal people talk about planning and what we talk about when we talk about sevens planning and scheming is they're, they're not planning for their retirement. They're scheming for the next fun thing. They're 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 arranging their lives in a way to make sure they get the most enjoyment out of it. But it's not like long term. How am I going to make sure that I get to the end? How am I going to make sure that I I enjoy like highest level of enjoyment, but for the long term? That's not part of their scheme. It's so strange on that front. Being future future focused as sevens are. To mm-hmm. not be able to go down that road or to have more difficulty. I suppose sevens can go down yeah. that road. But, but uh, it has a lot to do with this instant gratification right. piece. It's because they're not using that plan to make sacrifices in the moment. Right. The opposite that keeps coming to my mind is, you know, the what the virtue for sevens is wisdom. Um. And it's almost like when you transcend these sorts of things, what emerges, mm-hmm. you know, yep. if sevens are able to embrace that sense of sobriety, that that's the road that can lead to wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, saves you from these sorts yeah. of traps. And that, that is consumables. That's, uh, that's feeling things. That's, uh, finance. That's being with a, a partner. Like it, it if you're seeking instant gratification, then you don't get the thing that is that that can be miraculous that comes from a life a a, a long term commitment to another person. Right. It's again, I mean, the the self injury on over uh, a lot of these um, affirmations. I think that's what's coming up for me because this mm-hmm. seven knows what will make them healthy, what will make them happy. And they're sacrificing that. Right. And that that's important to note. And we've said yeah. this in the past. I think that sevens are the type that are going to struggle most with, with, you know, with actually wrestling with suicide and it's mm. part of there. It feels like this is, just something that needs to be named, owned, and said, this is, you know, I have a tendency to hurt myself in these ways. Mm-hmm. And and there's certainly a, like, I can hear Sevens pushing back on this, saying, like, they, like we, we, we have no guarantee that we'll live past yeah, today. And so why wouldn't you experience the best life you can have now? And it's like, well, but okay, but what if you do live past today? So the other side of the coin from fives you know the nihilism Mm -hmm. that comes in that if you embrace meaninglessness can be a very i think it can be very difficult to you know embrace those ways of being in the world that are healthy right right yep bang my next one is number 12 i now release 
wanting every moment to be exciting and dramatic. There are times I'm where I'm with friends who are sevens and I'm I'm the one actually who's not entertaining enough and they're on to something else. <laughs> Cuz you're talking about something too so deep for it, them. It may be. Um to a seven. You said the word Aristotle, and they just like it was like a cartoon with a smoke plume behind them. Uh, so, are we talking about feelings? Feelings are silly. Let's do some something else. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, this was one of mine as well uh, because like in that effort to to seek new experiences, like the the things that you've already experienced are boring. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be new, and and if if it is the same as it's been, then it needs to be more. It needs to be dramatic. Right. Like there's there's a sense of more. It's not it's not the same way that the fours are looking for it, but this is one place where fours and sevens can look very similar. Is it like like you want it to be bigger? Yeah, and and part of that is because you're you're looking to escape reality. You're looking to to make sure you're not trapped and like. If every moment needs to meet this level of idealism, then you're going to find yourself very disappointed with most of life. There's America as the three-ish culture, but what's going through my head is this is Vegas. The like the sevens love mm, creating yeah. Vegas. We're gonna we're, mm-hmm. we're not just gonna create big casinos. We're gonna shape them out of pyramids. We're gonna make them look you know like uh, the Eiffel Tower. Once we build all this stuff, what's what's something new, exciting, and dramatic? Let's put an entire F1, you know, uh, racetrack through this sucker. And Perfect. Just yep. keep cranking this up. Oh, is there a roller coaster? <laughs> there will be. <laughs> Nothing wrong with yeah. with with all that, but the as was said, like the insatiable appetite for the exciting and dramatic. Yep. Any yep. other uh, releases for you? I can do one more. Uh, number sixteen. I now release. Believing that external things will make me happy. Similar move here for, you know, of, uh, you know, the sixes focusing out there. Mm-hmm. Fives are focusing out yep. there. The, here it is, the sevens, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you see there? But in the opposite move for fi- from fives, sevens are seeking the external in order to avoid the internal. Yep. And... And just like sixes, you need to come to terms with yourself. Yeah, that's right. The For the fives, the external is the problem. For the seven, the external is the solution. Because right. yeah. uh, seven's avoiding what's in. I, the, I, say that again on the six. The what's the solution that they are looking for? It has to come from within. Right. You'll notice that that's going to be, as with sixes, the move for sevens is... Their security move is to five, which is an internal focused, mm-hmm. internally referenced right. number. Right. Bang. Yeah. Anything else we're saying there? Yeah, I think that this is also like in in the fact that we have discussed so many, like just over the years of doing this and having conversations with people, we we've discussed the prevalence of of suicidal tendencies among sevens. And part of it, I think, is is tied to this idea that that the inside is so hard to deal with that you could only possibly find happiness in external things right and and when the external thing is taken away that's where the problem is yeah 
it is it is so important for all of us to be able to spend time with ourselves and and find it's not that we need to learn to be happy by ourselves but you have to learn that the this the the happiness that you're looking for is not something that you're going to find on the other side of that street right like it, like sevens are always looking for the next thing and the next thing won't satisfy you because you're always looking for the next thing yeah to build on that the my first affirmation is the next one which is 17 i now affirm that i am happiest when i am calm and centered just the encouragement that may be overly straightforward but i like mm-hmm. that it's it's poking at something and saying you're yeah. happiest when let's just remind ourselves how this how the world works yep this is where true delight is yeah is found and and we're not talking about sitting on a pillow and meditating that's that's not what we mean by calm and centered we mean present and yeah. like in in the moment and aware of yourself and your body and your the the things that are going on inside of you and and all of that tied together that is i mean speaking of that that ends up being some higher side stress moves like if you're getting into your body as a seven that you can pull from mm-hmm. from one and in that space yep. what does it look like for you to get yep. into your body in the present moment that's actually right there in your yeah in your stress move we we as human beings have been farming for thousands of years and part of it is that we need food and part of it is that there is some level of self-satisfaction of unattainable peacefulness that comes from doing something like farming <laughs> you know a, yeah what, what does it look like for you to be in the present moment in those activities yeah. that that yep. that you enjoy in fact that move you into the present moment right boom what's your first affirmation my first is uh number 20 i now affirm that i am resilient in the face of setbacks. Finishing what you started is all over this. Yep. And avoiding things that aren't that might not go well and uh, not being able to handle criticism or uh, again things not going to plan. Um, there's there's all kinds of ways that the sevens can be derailed. Mm. And learning resilience in the face of and potentially a setback that you cannot just run away from, but you will in fact just deal with it and get through it. Yeah, that is that is something that sevens are capable of, and a lot of them don't want. Right. The gumption and stick to itiveness are are mm-hmm. virtues that sevens need to find add to yeah. their repertoire, as it were. If it's yeah. the case that you pivot every time you're punched in the mouth, then your whole life's going to be pivoting. Mm-hmm. And it also like this speaks di- directly to the idea of sobriety. Like mm-hmm. when we think about addiction, right. it's falling off the wagon is a real thing. Not being able to like as as someone who understands the life of of people who are addicted, like I I a big part of why I have struggled with smoking for twenty years is because every time things get hard, I know exactly what an easy solution is, mm. and I don't like it's so exhausting to learn new coping mechanisms when I could just step outside and have a cigarette and I'm immediately calm 
I get it. But learning resilience in the face of setbacks is something that sevens have and need. It's perfect. Uh, my next one's 23. I now affirm that I care deeply about people and am committed to their happiness. I think that's a, a great uh, move against feeling repression. Um, feeling mm-hmm. repression can be twofold. One, it's uh, three sevens and eights can be unaware of their own inner life and feelings, yeah. but it's also not taking into account the feelings of the people in front of you. And yeah. getting to the spot where you can say, I deeply care about the people in front of me. Yeah. That matters. My own satisfaction is important, but everyone else's is important as yeah. well and worthy of my time. Yeah. We've talked about this with ones, fours, and sevens. All of them can move towards isolation very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yeah. it. It's committing to the happiness of others means you're willing to stop yeah. and do what's required to ensure that other yeah. people keep up or mm-hmm. are likewise, you know, experiencing uh, the goodness all around. Right. Mm. What you got? I would love to end on number 25. I now affirm that I am profoundly grateful to be alive. It's, I, I think that that's a play, like that would awaken in the heart of a seven. And I don't mean to make it negative again, but that is the opposite of the, you know, the tendencies, the self-harm tendencies that we've been talking about mm-hmm. is this is a place that the heart of a seven needs to get to in terms of like seeing life filled with many, with meaning and possibility and this is not more consumption. This is pausing to be grateful. Yeah. And those are different. Yeah. You know? And I also, like, the thing that this immediately made me think of was uh, the words of one of the greatest seven characters that has ever been put to stage or uh, to word or film uh, coming from an adult Peter Pan saying, to live to live would be a great adventure at the end of hook the reframing that he does in with that line like the, this idea of just being alive is itself a great experience and and learning to appreciate like like we said with fives, the awe of how our bodies work, mm-hmm. the awe of the reality that like this thing exists and can speak into a microphone and I can watch it recording. And like like the wonder of, of normal things can be like a lot of the rest of us who are a little bit more cynical look at that kind of mindset. And it's like, it, it seems sort of silly, but also I'm, deeply jealous of being able to enjoy normal things and and learning to incorporate more and more gratitude makes us makes it easier for us to enjoy normal things right. and and coming to this place of like i am grateful to just be alive is is so centered it's it's present focused it's it's a a great mantra to be able to live from yeah, the only thing I have to add there is gratitude ends up being a, uh, a stabilizing, centering, I'm in the present moment. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is actually the enjoying and sitting in the delights that you've experienced. Like gratitude is not a moving on. Gratitude is 
exactly the opposite of one of the first things that we ended up talking about, you know, right. That image of, of, uh, not pausing to enjoy the thing that you already grabbed mm-hmm. hold of and were supposed to enjoy. So, right. Right. Okay, well, we'll great. tackle the body types next time. I'm sure you and I will have nothing to say about any of these in terms of how they... <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just read it down. It's going to be really short. <laughs> Super painful, actually. Um, <laughs> as always, it would mean the world to us if you shared this with somebody that you love, preferably a five, six, or seven. He's just kind of looking for something to get into in the beginning of the new year. Um, for, for those doing Enneagram work, I, I have found, as was been said earlier, that this material has just been super helpful, restorative. This is really where the Enneagram moves out of, you know, some of the, the thin pop culture side of things to like actually, you know, doing, doing some very helpful work. So it's a fun party trick, but it's so much more than that. That's it. As always, we we have two other podcasts, Movie Typing and Start Here, for those who get into pop culture and for those who are just beginning to get into the Enneagram. Those are are two excellent resources. Um, In 2024, we're going to be meeting once a month in Greeley, Colorado on Sunday mornings. If you're interested in that, if you're in the area or want to travel, just go to our website. The information will be up. It's the fourth. We'll be meeting the fourth week of every uh, month at the Atlas Theater in Greeley and easy to find. We start at 10 and that's what we're going to do. So, and as always, a uh, shout out to Brian Claxton who continues to let us use the, his fantastic music to outro our, our work here. Has he won a Grammy or anything mm-hmm. yet? Man has skills. That's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. Bang. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. And uh, TJ, where are you from? I am from the great state, the great <laughs> state of Colorado. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't just isn't interesting.